Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, before we go to Khotso, Joshua Cheptege won that men's 5,000 meter final ahead of Ahmed from Canada and Chelimo of the United States. I know he's been running for America, but he was born in Kenya, but he runs for America. He lives in the U.S. now. Um, he's part of the army there, Chelimo, but he came third there. Anyway, let's welcome our guest on the line, a four-time Olympian. Doesn't get better than that. Actually, today I heard there was a guy that's an eight-time Olympian. I couldn't believe it in race walking. But Khotso Mukwana joins us on the line. Khotso, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us tonight. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks, Croc. How are you doing? Are you well? Are you safe? Are you staying safe? Yes, I'm well. I'm well. Uh, just uh, obviously enjoying the last moments of the games, but I'm well. Thank you. How do you feel watching the games from home, though? <laughs> I think it feels so different, you know. Uh, but also, you know, it's just nice to just sit there and just cheer the uh, cheer the athletes on, you know. Mm. Just a different feeling that I've never felt before. But uh, it, it's been great. It, I mean, it's, it's been good to see some good results some unexpected results, but uh, some nice things have happened. And how amazing is it to be at an Olympic Games, Khotsomukwen, especially participating? I've been to the Games as a reporter. Uh, Velile was there with me in 2016, our producer here. But surely it must be completely different as an athlete. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, uh, I, I know now that, uh, I know now this, this time around they're having a totally different one. But sure. uh, the normal Olympic Games, you know, it's, 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 so it's amazing, you know. One can just put words to it. It's just a, a brilliant uh, experience that you, you just keep for the rest of your life to see uh, the Olympic Games, especially the opening ceremony when you know when the stadium is full, you know, and mm. when also you're at the Games Village when you meet the other uh, your competitors and other athletes from different countries. It's just an amazing feeling. I was about to ask you about the village. They call it the notorious Olympic village because you guys get up to so, 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 so much. But it must be lots of fun, though. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I just, I'm just i just one of those athletes who never got to have much fun because, you know, uh, mm. I took my games uh, so seriously that, uh, you know, uh, immediately after competing, I was also out of the village. So, so uh, yeah, I just... I just maybe 2020, 2024 Paris... One will get to walk around there. <laughs> you see, twenty twenty. Are you going there to compete? No, no, not to compete. Because <laughs> I didn't want to call you a former of a, a, a former um, athlete. Because we're never sure with you. Yeah. No, no, absolutely not to compete. There. Yeah. definitely not. Maybe yeah. you'll be in the yeah. commission of the IOC or something like that. Eh? Yeah, I'll probably uh, run for that uh, the next time it comes around. I mean, we had this this year. We had. Uh, I mean, we saw the results that came out two, uh, two days ago. Uh, mm. We had uh, Bridget, Bridget Hartley. Yeah. Unfortunately, she was tossed on, on, on that uh, running for that IOC Athletes Commission. They only take four, so but mm. uh, better luck for South Africa next time. But you are involved in the structures of Athletics SA. I remember you told us the last time you were here. What ex- for those who don't know, what exactly are you involved in? At, at the moment, I've, I've been elected in, in, in March already, end, end of March, as the chairperson of the Athletes Commission at, at SASCOC. Mm. And also that automatically puts you in as a, as a board member of SASCOC. So that's where I'm sitting right now, just being the voice of the athletes and assisting the athletes. Okay, wonderful. And watching our athletes at Tokyo, um, Khotso Mukwena, are you surprised? SA, Team SA is not doing well. Does that surprise you? Look, I mean, um, I didn't... To be quite honest, I mean, being being someone who was an athlete myself, I didn't expect much because mm-hmm. I know that 2020 was a rough year. 
You know, I mean, if you lose, if you, even if you lose just half a season, you know, just to compete the next year, it's going to be really tough. You need to come back from that. You need a whole full, a whole full year, if not two years, you know. But uh, some athletes were doing quite well within the season before the Olympic Games, so that that that's why we were prone to uh, to to expect good results from the athletes. You know, I mean. Uh, but it, it, it didn't happen that way. I mean, a lot has happened. I mean, one has to take into consideration that, I mean, COVID, when COVID struck, we couldn't, uh, at least couldn't train for almost a year. Mm-hmm. You know, they were sitting at home and unable to compete as well. And that does a lot of damage. Yeah, but then somebody else will come and say, but everybody around the world was affected by, by, by COVID. So we can't use that as an excuse. I think we can. Let me tell you why Why I say that. Uh, some countries where... where uh, they were so smart that they were able to allow their athletes to, to train during the uh, during the, uh, the pandemic time. You know, mm-hmm. there, there was proper structures for the, for these athletes to be at the stadium, whether it's going to be in, indoor training or at, at you know they have indoor facility uh, training set, uh, uh, stadiums, mm-hmm. and there were special uh, numbers of athletes that were able to train, and we, we couldn't have that for a very long time. You know, but uh, by the time that happened, I mean. You already lost half a season. Mm. What about what about support? I mean, we we know that there's been the OPEX pr- program, Operation Excellence for the elite athletes. Would you be aware if, since you are part of Sasko, what kind of support the athletes got ahead of this received ahead of these Olympic Games? Yeah, within uh, within the structures of Sasko, there is a OPEX commission that deals with that. But mm-hmm. that that uh, that that I'm not part of, but I know about and. I mean, I was also part of the OPEX uh, athlete support in, in, in my uh, athletics days. And there is support. Um, unfortunately, enough, is, enough can never be enough, you know, at, at the certain time. But we have to look at just increasing that kind of support. But at the moment, I think we have, be- we have begun doing that. Um, there's a lot of athletes that, have, that came into the picture within the OPEX programs, and we've, we've pushed that. So... Hopefully next year and going into the Paris Games, things will just get better and better because athletes need that. They need more support. And not just from SASCOC perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to look at also outside of SASCOC. And and if you are part of the OPEX, like you said, what kind of support do they give you? You don't have to tell us about the money, but uh, what does the money help you with uh, that they, they, they give you? Is it just about money saying that here's a 200,000 rand going prepared this year? How does it work exactly? So what it works is uh, athletes will utilize the, the, those financial f- funds um, for their training camps, you know, uh, also for uh, uh, medical use, you know, uh, things like physios, you know, attending the doctors if they get injured, you know, there's access to, uh, to, 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 to get out of injuries and also to able to coaches as well. And I think with, with their training also, I think that's very important. So that's the... Uh, that's the main thing that athletes will receive. So last night, we spoke to the sports minister, Natim Tetua. He was very disappointed with the performances of our athletes, Hotso. And he said yeah. that he did support the elite athletes, the ones that, he, that they thought would get medals, and he supported them with 7 million rand. And I've seen the reaction on social media after that. A lot of people said that was not enough. It can't be enough, 7 million rand. What's yeah. your take on that? Yeah. I, I, I absolutely respect... Uh, 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 the minister for, for for trying to come through, but what I would ask of the minister to do is that I mean, coming from from the background of of, of a professional athlete, what I would ask is, you have to. 
Okay, hot so we just government. Okay, I've got yeah. you. Sorry, we just lost you. They just repeat what you were saying. What you what would you ask of the minister? Yeah, what I would ask of the minister to do is you would have to look at what international federations are doing, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of support. I mean, uh, if if you look at the, the, the financials that is punching in, in, into the into the sports. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, to say it's not enough, you have to compare. Yeah. I mean, in order for us to produce best results against the best, best, best athletes of the world, we have to look at how how they're taken care of. Okay, this just just hold. Sorry, Khotos, just hold that thought. I just want to change the line. Apologies for that. Um, I keep losing you there. Let's see if we can try and get you on the better li- on a better line. I see the voice notes are coming in for the crocodile Khotsomukwena. Our long jumper, triple triple jumper, is not committing whether he's retired or not. The man, but you can send us your questions on your voice notes to oh six one four one oh four one oh seven, and we'll go. Uh, we'll try and go through them. Oh six one four one oh four one oh seven. Let's just take a quick break, and we'll come back with more. Good evening, Mr. Msia. Thanks for bringing the old champ uh, to the studio, Mr. Msia. One question quick for, for Hozo. What does he think about the team that was selected to go and represent us in Tokyo? Does it represent our demographic as a country or what might have went wrong to get so low three medals from Maxwell in Pretoria? Yeah, Maxwell Mkonto, blast from the past there. Thanks for listening and getting in touch with us. Hope we'll hear more from you, Max, from Pretoria. Uh, I'm gonna, I've noted that question, but I just wanted you to finish the point. Yeah. You were saying that other nations are getting more funding. I've got, I mean, I've seen team, team Great Britain. They've already got funding for the next Olympic Games. And if you convert yeah, it, it's, it's, so it's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you have to look at, you have to look at the standard of performance with, with, with the other countries and, and, and try to get, I'm not saying South Africa has a lot of money, you know, but you have to look at how you can try to get as close as possible to the maximum financial support that you, that you can give to your federation as a government, you know, uh, so, that we, so that our athletes are able to perform and match uh, uh, the performance of, 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 of the other countries. I mean, our talent is so huge. We have guys that are beating guys, uh, that, that are winning over athletes that are getting great support in other countries. We just need to bump our ethics a little bit higher. And I just this is just my appeal to the minister that you just have to look at the statistics of what other countries are doing in terms of financials and see how you can come close to that so that you can have the best team every time you go out. Okay. And we've only got three years to the next Olympic Games, so something needs to be done very quickly. Yeah, and when we have to do a post-mortem, is that one of the things we need to talk about, uh, the financial support for these athletes? Because some of them even no. had to crowdfund to go to Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we have to look at that. I mean, we, we can't uh, leave any stones unturned. Maxwell Mkonto was asking, what do you make of the demographics of Team South Africa? A lot's been said about that, that it doesn't represent, it's not a true representation of the demographics of the country. Does it also go back to finances maybe because some of the athletes have to crowdfund themselves? Look, uh, maybe a little bit has to do with that, but we, we have to look at it in this way. Uh, the World Championships, uh, the Olympic Games, the Commonwealth Games, it's not just when you just pick at it and say, okay, there's five blacks here, there's three whites here, or whatever the case is. It's not about that. It's, it's about uh, qualification. I think this is what our nation needs to understand. You know, it's about uh, qualifications. When athletes qualify, they go. It's not about uh, uh, that we are holding other athletes back from not going. It's all about the qualifications, and unfortunately, that's the, that's the name of the game. 
Okay. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Khotsu Mukwena. We've been talking about what's happened with Team South Africa so far at the Olympic Games. But we also need to talk about Khotsu Mukwena. But Khotsu, um, just before I go to you, the, the question that's come through here on the SMS line is Luvo Manyonga was not there because of his well-documented issues. As a long jumper, I mean, you would know him well. He was mm-hmm. he competed with him. He was going to take over from you. Just how sad is this situation? Or what do you make of this situation? Yeah, the Luvo issue, unfortunately, there's not much I can say. But what I, what I can tell you is that uh, we've, we've lost a really great talent uh, in, in, into the doping issue problems. And as, as, as a chairperson of the Ethics Commission, what we are working on now, uh, hopefully we begin towards the end of the year or early next day, is that we need to mobilize awareness in terms of uh, doping processes and how these things work to our athletes. You know, uh, we need to get more information out there to our athletes so that they don't make these kind of mistakes. Unfortunately, with with Luvo, it's just that the demons of the past uh, just got the best of him and, and unable to come out of it. But, but we do wish him well, and uh, we hope that he can just come out of it again. Okay. Let's talk about you, Khotso Mukwena. I mean, let's look back at your journey firstly. For those who are not aware, where's Khotso Mukwena from? How did you get involved with athletics? Yeah, so I'm I'm from a very small town in, in, in Haiti that called Ratanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I started athletics in, in primary school at uh, Shalima Ridge and went to high school, uh, in Nigel High School. And my very first year in, 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 in Nigel, the year 2000, I, I met... My, my math teacher was actually an athletic coach, and uh, she saw me doing some high jumps there training, and then she decided that she was going to assist me. Uh, you know, she saw she saw a talent that uh, she, she was able to work with, and I think from there, everything just went up. Is that Elsie? Elna, Elna De Beer. Elna yes. De Beer, yes, yes, yes. I've yeah. read that before, that <laughs> she, she introduced you to athletics. And how much did you know about long yes. and triple jump? Yeah, so, I mean... So I, I, so, sorry, can I repeat that? I was saying, at that time, how much did you know about long and triple jump? Were you jumping, uh, long jump yeah. and triple jump, or were you trying everything? No, absolutely. At that time, I mean, I remember I was doing, in primary, I was doing uh, cross-country and some, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> doing some uh, cricket as well. Then in high school, all I did was high jump when I got to high school. You know, mm. I was just doing high jump. And then after after we we went to our world junior championship in 2002 with Elna the Bear, mm. I was sitting there and watching the guys doing some triple jumping, some mm. long jumping. And after the championship, when I came back home, you know, I, I, I said to her, I said, look, I would like to try the triple jump. You know, I was just so drawn to it. And, and immediately with my first competition, I broke the youth, uh, youth oh. triple jump record. Oh, and, yeah. and in 2004, you won the world junior title, right? 2004, I won the world junior title, gold in the triple and uh, silver, silver in the long, long jump. jump. And that was just yeah, two years after yeah. you've taken up these two disciplines. That, <laughs> yeah, as funny as it sounds, that was just two years after I've, I've, I've taken up the discipline. So, so yeah, so I guess also a lot came from the coach. You know, mm-hmm. she was really dedicated. And I just have to say this, just to deviate a little bit. This is what we are lacking now in schools. You know, we are, we are lacking coaches that are able to 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 to, uh, to develop the talent and and train the athletes. You know, uh, this is a system that we have to look at as a country. You know, to uh, to equip. If it's not the teachers, to equip the coaches who are who are coaching in in, in the school so that the talent doesn't get lost. 
Okay talking, okay, talking about that, we've got a voice note for you here, Khotso Mukwena. You can keep sending your voice notes, folks, to 0614104. We're finding out more about our guest, Khotso Mukwena, and we're going to look back at the Olympic Games that he went to. Four of them, right? Yeah. Athens, Beijing, London, and Tokyo. Okay, we're going to get into that. Let's play the voice note. Well, I remember Khotso as the one with a strong head, the one who always had had a plan, and whenever he decides on something and put his head on it, he will succeed. It, it's easy to coach uh, in the sense that he was uh, willing to be coached body, mind, and soul. So he was, it's not only the body that he trains very hard, he was also working on his mind. And that's why I say he's got a strong head. And if he decides, I'm going to win today, he will win. The highlight was definitely the gold medal at Commonwealth in 2014. And then the overall Diamond League winner in the same year in the long jump. The, the gold was in triple jump. And then also the SA record, triple jump SA record, that's still his yeah, you know, a lot of lot of height. <laughs> yeah, you know, I believe that they can push each other. Um, they were they were they were really. Um, I think they were pushing each other. But then, the closer the competition gets, um, they didn't want to train together, and actually, you know, it was difficult in the sense of I had to train both of them separate and with separate programs and. Um, but I still believe that they pushed each other. After the competitions, they were big friends, you, and but that few weeks of the, of, of the, um, you know, the, the huge competitions, week or two before that, you can, you can feel it in the air. I could always sense, um, you know, they're doing the same event. And they both want to win, and they both going to give it them all. So yeah, it was it was um, those tough times. <laughs> My message to Hotsu is: just do what you do best. Put your head on something. Do it with the right intentions. And you are always the one with the plan, always the one with the head. And I'm pretty sure you will succeed. Okay. Thank you for that. Coach, obviously you know that voice, Khotso. Yeah. Is that Emery? Yes, it's Emery <laughs> talking about you and you and Zach Fisser also. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was a fantastic lady. Mm. You know, um, you know, I, I, you know, you know, you know, you know, there's a saying that, you, no, it's not even a saying, uh, my vice president, uh, you mm. know, two weeks ago she said that uh, the, um, the next Olympic Games we should just send the women's team because we had the world record by Tatiana, <laughs> you know, and another medal. <laughs> so the thing is, I'm also saying that, you know what, the best coaches uh, who ever coached me were female. I'm talking now Elma yeah. Debian, and I'm talking about Emery. You know wow. what I'm saying? So, and yeah, the things that she's saying, they are so true. And, 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 and at some stage... Um, when we were working together, I, I did feel for her because, I mean, to train 
to train two professional athletes in, 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 that are competing against each other is not the easiest thing in the world. Mm. Especially when you have to, especially when the competition starts start to get closer and closer, because you understand that athletics is an individual event. So you want to spend your time alone. You don't want to see the other seeing you, uh, the other athlete seeing you doing better and better. You you, you sort of want to see them. Uh, you sort of want that to happen in the competition, not in training. So as the closer we started to get to uh, to competitions, there's tension, which is normal for two competitors, you mm. know. But um, She's absolutely right. You know, a lot of athletes are, are lacking when it comes to the mental uh, positivity, mm. and that's that's something that I always worked on, uh, as, as well as Emery. You know, we, we we always had to look at the the, the mental aspects of it. On how we're going to, uh, I have to visualize uh, the competition, visualize how I'm going to compete, see myself winning, see myself going on the podium, see myself. Uh, the distance that I'm going to jump and all those kind of things. And those things are, are, are quite important. And a lot, a lot of athletes don't do this stuff. You know, they think that's just training is enough. So so she's saying the, really the correct things in terms of, of mental preparation and having a plan. Body, mind and soul. And how yeah. was your relationship then with Zach Fisser? No, absolutely great. I mean, uh, we've been we've been friends for a long time. We, we even shared the same uh, manager, Yuka uh, Harkonen from, from Finland. So... Uh, we've competed with each other very uh, for a very long time. I mean, I mean, we even went to parties together. You know, if when off season, when <laughs> we were just best friends. You know what I mean? But when it gets to the to the business, you know, it's the business. <laughs> business is business. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. The only thing I can say about like in Kota <laughs> um is that like like all these years that I've been competing. When I saw, um, like, Hotel in 2008, and it got the silver medal at the Olympics, like, I thought it was the biggest achievement I ever saw from a South African because I was the only person that, like, in medal that year. So for me, it was inspiring, and it was an event that I was interested in. I was doing at the time, I was doing 100 meters, about 200 meters, and I was doing the long jump. So, like, I saw the long jump as something tangible because the South African did it, and he... Achieve something that I, like that I thought at that stage was not, like in, like in our capacity to reach because, like I like I heard about him for so many years and when I saw him with his dreadlocks and stuff like that, like he showed me that it's like that it is actually possible, so, like he inspired me to actually like continue with the long jump and when I decided to specialize in the long jump, like I think um, it was the best like decision I ever made. So, like, he's, like, so inspirational because I got to compete against him. I got to beat him at SHMs. And the way he handled things, his calmness, and the fact that he could reset and, you know, we, we could go to Europe and he would beat me again and I would could beat him. And we could do it, like, multiple times over and over and over and over and over again. He taught me a lot of, like, in mental strength being able to reset and just being able to go on. So the amount of respect I have, like, for him as a competitor, as a friend, as a person that I could rely on, like, so, like, it is, like, massive. So, like, I think he created, like, a gap in South Africa in long jump and in athletics that 
we could see that we could make it as South Africans. And he was the, the key that opened up the door for all of us. So I can really say, like, he was literally the key that, that like, literally opened the door for South African athletics. Oh, wonderful there. Zach Fissa. He doesn't forget beating you at the SA Champs, <laughs> though, Hotz, eh? He <laughs> <laughs> had to Look, put that I mean, in there somewhere. <laughs> what a guy. Look, I mean, you, I mean a, a guy like Zach Fissa, you know, what, what, such, such such amazing talent and such amazing character himself, you know. Uh, mm. And you, you got to learn very quickly. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's one positive thing that... I've realized about him, you know, over the years that he learned, he learned very, very quickly, you know, uh, through the ups and downs, through, through the uh, career-threatening injuries, he was able to learn quickly and come out of it. I mean, this is the guy that, uh, is, we're speaking about the guy who has a PB of 841, mm. you know, 841. I mean, uh, uh, what was that? I think that was close to a win this year in Tokyo, mm. if, if I'm not correct. It was close to a win, so... So this is a really, um, a really talented guy, and I know he, he was a sprinter before he went to a long jump. Uh, incredibly fast, you know, he's got so much speed, and that that that, that was his one of his best secrets to uh, to do well. So I think our journey together was was short of anything. It was nothing short of amazing, you know. We, we did really we did really great together, and uh, I can't wait to see him come back next season. Yeah, he would have been tied with Tenta Glow and Echevarria at 8.41 yeah. because they both jumped 8.41 yeah. then they had to do the, the back count. What do they call it? Uh, count back. Yeah, the count back. The count backs, yes. <laughs> the count backs, yeah. And, yeah. And let's talk about the, your Olympics now. I mean, we, talk, we spoke about you were a world champion in 2004 and then you went to Athens. You must have been very young when you went to Athens then in 04. How do you look back at that? Yeah, when we look at Athens... I was still in high school sure. that time when, when I went to Athens uh, Olympic Games. In fact, in fact, I remember the the, the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games. I was sitting in in, in, in the lounge mm. with my mother in the sitting room, and we were watching TV, and, and we saw we were watching uh, Ivan Pedroso winning mm. against the Aussie, you know, against the Australian. And I told my mother that one day that's where I want to be. Mm. I mean, that was the time I just really started athletics and I just met uh, uh, Elman Beer, you know, watching them on TV the year 2000. I said to my mother, I, I want to be there one day. And four years later, I was. Uh, so that that's really memorable for me. And then the big one was, must have been Beijing 2008 because you brought back the country's only medal at the uh, at those games. It was a silver medal. Did you expect to be the only one to medal from those games? Would you have thought so? Yeah, look, I mean, uh, Athens was really humbling for me. Uh, not Athens, Beijing mm. was really humbling for me. I mean, uh, I went into the finals as the, I think, the second last qualifier or third last qualifier or something like that. You know, and... Um, Anyone watching the qualification wouldn't think that Cotton uh, Quinn would be able to get a medal in the finals. But I came back into the finals mentally strong, and I was hungry to just give give it everything that I have, you know, because uh, I didn't know whether it would have been my last Olympic Games or not. Yeah. I had to give it everything that I had. And coming out with that silver, and I almost snitched that uh, gold medal with, with my last attempt. But unfortunately, it was just one centimeter foul. But I'll never forget that. And I didn't expect that I would be the only <laughs> medalist. I, I mean, at that time, it, I mean, when athletics start, the games are almost over because yeah. we had the last 
sort of like a uh, sporting coat to come through. So I knew that we didn't have a medal, and this was the medal, and I was hoping that there was more that was going to come out, but nothing came out. But, I mean, those are things that I can't control. You know, I, I, I was only able to control my performance, and I think I, I, I know that I gave it everything there. And talking about giving it everything, when you've got those six jumps, do you just look for one big one? The 824 was the big one for you. Did you Do you just yeah. wait for that one big one? Yeah, you just keep searching. I mean, to have six jumps and you just keep searching and searching, you know, it's energy consuming. Mm. That's all you want. You, you just want to get that one jump that puts you in the metal table. And the guy that you lost to from Panama, if I remember correctly, was it someone that had beaten you before? Yeah, Saladino was actually beating me the whole past two years since, you know, <laughs> when I came in, he was really, um, he was really a guy that everyone knew that this is the guy that's going to win the Olympics. Mm. And, you know, uh, and he was really shaky, you know, uh, I, I gave him a run for his money and, mm. and, and, at, at, at Beijing's long jump final. And he was, he was, he came to me afterwards that he said that, he was hoping that uh, that last jump was really a foul, and, and it was, you know, because he saw that that was the gold, gold medal for South Africa, but unfortunately. And there were a couple of Africans in that final, right? Yeah. There was not... Makucha also from Zimbabwe. And and someone from Botswana. And then, yes, 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 Harnamut. Yes, uh, Harnamut. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember him well, yeah, yeah. And Makucha came fourth, nice. actually. He just missed out on Makucha a medal. came fourth. Yeah, yes. I just missed out on the medal from the Cubans took third. Yes, they did. But we know those games were marred by some... Well, let's not go there. Let's go to 2010, Commonwealth Games. Champion in Scotland. Where does that rank in your list of achievements? Number one. It's Well, it's it was not number one. Well, it's... Let me see. Number uh, two after geez. the silver? Look, okay, number one is obviously the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. Number two is the World Championship Silver mm-hmm. in 2009 mm-hmm. in, in Berlin mm-hmm. uh, because I got to earn an African record at that time. 817. Eight, 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 was it 850? 847 eight, 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 or 850? No, at, 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 the, at the championship was at 847, yeah. but three weeks before I had broken the African oh. record with 850. Sure. So that year was also uh, quite a, a sharp year for me. So... That means Commonwealth will then have to go, 2014 Commonwealth will then have to go number three. Okay, that's a big one though, that's a big one. And then London 2012, how was the how was London 2012 for you? London 2012 was terrible for me because uh, I'd also just came out of an injury mm. and uh, I was really battling. It was a, a tough, 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 tough year for me. I mean, 2008, uh, Beijing medal, 2009, uh, Berlin silver medal, 2010. Uh, I think I won like three diamond competitions. Uh, 2011, uh, I was preparing for the world champs. Mm. And then I got, I was getting an injury after that, and I missed out on both Commonwealth Games. Remember, in 2010 I was injured. I missed out of that, and then that that injury sort of went 2011, 20, 2012. It was starting to get better, but it mm. was a terrible year for me. Really terrible year. Okay, we've got a voice note here for you, Hot. So let's just play that. Let's come through on 0614104107. Yeah, remember to learn from Miranda. Can you please uh, ask Mr. Longchamp what will you advise the <laughs> athletes when they come back? 
from the Olympics here in South Africa. Since the men didn't do very well for the country, people we thought would give us the medals, the likes of Chet Ditlos and Wade Van Kerk didn't give us any medal. But what will you say to those athletes? Thanks to Lana from Bolana. Okay, so maybe you missed the beginning of the interview, but what do we say to those athletes when they come back? Now, I think what's, what's really important is that they did well. I mean, uh, the past few years was not so easy for them, mm-hmm. right? And uh, But what's more important now, we have to start the preparation for, for Paris. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. we were still yeah. tracing back your journey to 2012 and you were talking about the injuries and all of that. How did you manage to yeah. bounce back then in Marrakesh where you became the African champion in the triple jump? Uh, that's I mean, 20, 2014. 2014 yeah, 2014. To be quite honest, the, the beginning of the year was was half the season was terrible for me because I suffered a, a quad injury. Um, I I think I didn't oh. train for like Is almost two months, and we was we were there in, in Europe with Emery and Zach. Can you hear me? Can hear you. Sorry, Hotza, I can hear you. Okay. So what happened in, in, in 2014 is I was injured. I, I got injured. Half half the year I was really injured. And I suffered a quad uh, uh, tear. I torn my quad. And we were sitting there in, in, in Europe with Emery and, and Zach uh, during our training camp. And I wasn't sure how the hell that season was going to go, you know. And But I knew that I had trained so hard. You know, I knew that I had so much in me. So all I had to do was focus on, on, on the rehab and getting better. So I was sitting in Europe and just getting better. And after when the, after the day the injury began, four weeks later, I was starting to feel better. Then I started to go into competition, you know. And then I remember going into my uh, first competition in, in Lapin Lahti. I was second behind Zach <laughs> that, that, that time. <laughs> remind us. <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was just the last competition before we went into the Commonwealth Games. And I went into, into the Commonwealth Games. I knew that I, 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 knew that I had some, some really good training behind me and the injury was, was sort of like over, you know, and I was really hungry to do something great because that year I had done nothing much before the Commonwealth Games. And I went and then I won the Commonwealth Games. And then after that, then came the Diamond League. I was able to win that. Then we went to Marrakesh. And that was amazing because uh, when you talk about Marrakesh, uh, uh, the, the World Cup, is that one you're referring to? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the World Cup. I had missed two previous World Cups before in, in my career. Mm. You know, um, and this one, in the past, you have to be, they, they only take top one at the African Championship to go represent Africa mm-hmm. at the Continental Cup. In the, back in the days, that's why I missed it because I was second all the time behind uh, behind my friend from Ghana, Ignatius Geisha, mm. you know. And this time around, they, they were, obviously the rules have changed. They only take two athletes at African Champs, so number one and number two will mm. go automatically to the to the World Cup. So obviously, I went to the African Champs and I won the uh, uh, the triple jump gold, and that's an automatic spot for the. Marrakesh World Cup, and I was third in the long jump. I was beaten by Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. <laughs> what a guy. He was sort of like, he was like a pain. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but at least it was a healthy competition because you guys... No, it was absolutely, absolutely healthy competition. Yes. Uh, 
And uh, so when I got to the World Cup, you know, I was really ready because I just came back from winning the the Commonwealth Games gold medal, and I really wanted to win that one. And, mm. and I was second with with the PB though. Mm. Okay, we've got another message for you here, Khotso. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long journey with him. Yeah, I must say, <laughs> very funny guy, but yeah, very motivated, and I mean, hardworking, and yeah, he's. He always inspired me and vice versa, you know. And I mean, I must say he likes to put in the work. And I mean, you know, he, he likes helping, you know, giving back to the communities. And I mean, one of, I think, one of the most talented and uh, hardworking athletes that I know. <laughs> and I mean, uh, we can only take from him and let's hope another one will come soon. <laughs> Oh, his son must start jumping or something. But yeah, what an honest, great man, man. Yeah, awesome guy to have the journey to travel with. Uh, very funny. <laughs> yeah, we always get up to mischief. But yeah, like I said, on the field, a uh, dedicated monster. That uh, I, I must say, his motivation and his mind, how strong he is and powerful, man. Yeah, Coach Roger there, uh, Hotzo, yeah. former teammate, Roger. former opponent. Yeah. So you know, Roger, me and Roger have uh, like a long history. I mean, mm. since I was in school, you know, we were uh, competing together. You know, uh, it was always that it was always one well, that one good friend of mine from Namibia. You know, <laughs> that I know <laughs> that I know that I would always meet at the, whether it's African champs, whether yeah. it's the Southern Region games that we used to go to, or or some school games. You know, in Africa, we always be together. So, so we've had a really long, 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 long competition history against mm. each other, and. Uh, we've stayed friends till, till now. Wow. You know, uh, he's been a fantastic uh, jumper himself. I mean, he got. If you speak about the African Games, got bronze. Uh, Af- African Championships mm. got bronze. Mm. You know, and we were we, we were motivating each other then. I remember uh, when when the guy from um, Mauritius mm. jumped in front of him. You know. And he, he was he was now fourth, and this guy from Mauritius was was then third. And I said to him, I gave him a few tips uh, to do, you know, because uh, we trusted each other's judgment. And he went and got a bronze medal. So, so we we have a great relationship. Uh, he was really really motivated guy, and he's he's a good coach right now. You know, there's some really youngsters that he's he's coaching now that are doing well, like UJ, and uh, I mean he's a UJ sports uh, manager yes, there. Yes. So he's got really good talent going there and he's pushing the guys really, really well. Okay, Coach Roger Haiteng there from Namibia. Last one for Khotso. Let's play the last message for Khotso. Um, All I can say, Khotso is a legend of South Africa. Because I still remember the time he won the medal in 2008, if I'm not mistaken. He was the only athlete who produced the medal for South Africa that time on the Olympic Summer Games. Everyone was happy for him, eh? That that moment it will never go away. Even Lena Malinteng, I hope wherever wherever he is, he's still celebrating that day. He's still celebrating that medal. Uh, you know, also he, he he's a talented wrestler. Uh, the talent he uses with discipline and always focusing on what he wants to achieve. And he always makes sure when he goes to the race, he's, he he bring a medal or he perform he perform his best. That's what I can say, Kakaye. Well, with, with Hot at Sarskog, I see a lot of changing. And uh, I think because he knows the pain of athletes, as like now when athletes are supposed to prepare for Olympics games, 
Okay. Hotzo, can you recognize the voice? I'll put you on the spot there now. Uh, which one? The one that just played now. The last one? Yeah. I didn't quite get it. It was quite low. Oh, okay. It was Lebu Palula. And Is that Palula? Yes. <laughs> she says you've got to... When you say the name, we say the name and I put the voice to it. <laughs> yes, that's why now it was so low. But she believes that yeah. the athletes are in good hands with you at Sasko and she just wishes you all the best and she doesn't forget the silver medal you brought yeah. back from Beijing. No, fantastic. You know, I also just a few words for, for them, for, for the Palulas. You know, they were also great mm. uh, athletes. You know, I think, and, and still now they still are. You know, they've done so well. I remember since the ranking from the youth, we were all together going to the World Youth Championship, World Junior Championship. They're huge talent, and they've inspired a, a lot of the distance runners mm. came from the inspiration from the Palulas. People yeah. like Bobo Mapaseka, uh, you know. Mapaseka. Uh, Yes, Mapasex. You know, That's what she calls herself, that, by the way. It's not me. That's yeah, what she calls Mapa herself. Six. She calls herself <laughs> Mapasex, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the inspiration came from, from uh, ladies like uh, the Palulas. Mm. Okay, we have a minute left, less than a minute left. How do you sum up Rio 2016, Croc? Oh, year 2016, I, I, uh, for me, it's, 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 it's a thank God we've got uh, a medal and, 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 and a gold, uh, gold and a silver and a, a world record, you know, mm. uh, and unfortunately, some things didn't happen that we expected them to happen. But I don't blame the athletes, you know. I know it looked, some guys looked really, really ready to win the medal, but they didn't. I mean, mm. it was just unfortunate. That's, that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there because of time. But thank you for joining us during this time. It's been nice chatting to you, just catching up and highlighting what you've achieved. It is not an easy task to be a four-time Olympian, let alone win a medal, because we've seen this year that it's been very tough to win a medal. And we just wanted to bring you on, Hotso, and give you the respect that you deserve. And so many people are tweeting us. Jack Pagat is saying he's listening attentively. No question, just enjoying the interview. So thanks for your time, Hotso. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's not the last time we speak to him, of course, now that he's in the Athletes Commission of, uh, uh, well, he's involved with athletes and is going to look after the athletes matters. And he says that makes him a board member then of Saskok. So I'm sure we'll bring him back on the show to talk about a few matters, especially when we do a post-mortem. But uh, time flies on a Friday, as always. So we have to go to news. That's it from us. My name is Tabi Somosia. Vele Lemnyandu produces the show and Sylvester Komane was in technical.